Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, running commentary fans, we're back. Well, so we're back. A bit stiff, slightly stiff. Yeah. But moving into it. Oh, Honestly, these knees, these knees don't want to close my eyes. Are you getting a bit of, uh, a bit of pain from them? Yeah. In fact, having uh, um, getting back into running after my hiatus, yeah. finding that it's making both my knees hurt, right. which, again, that old sort of weirdness of the consistent runner, I'm quite pleased about that. Right. Because when I wasn't running, it's all my left leg. Right. My hip and my, <laughs> I'm sorry, right leg. Right. My hip and my... Uh, Right knee was really complaining for no good reason. So hurting on both sides means my form is good, right? Sort of right? progress, yeah. Tell me it's, that my form is good. Now, listeners, it's, it's more weekends, more good weather, no more no rain on us, it's all good. Yeah. And uh, you'll remember our Q&A episode, which you people I mean, loved. It was great fun. We didn't, uh, what we didn't tell you, what we didn't do, is we didn't answer all, all the questions. Yeah, we've still got a few. We've left. still got a few. So what we're going to do today... Is Hoover up those bad boys? Yeah. Which on another Ooh, sunny day. Hoover up on a sunny day. Hoover it up. Suck it up. All right. Suck them up. Because yeah. it's a and day. We didn't do all of it. Sunny day. On that day before you went away. I used to write TV uh, theme tunes for a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, actually, that reminds me a little story I'm going to tell you first. I, uh, I did this show in Edinburgh called Werewolf Live. Yeah. And at the beginning they say, tell us a truth and a lie. Yeah. And I said, I won Mastermind and I wrote the theme tune to TV's Charlie and Lola. Right. Yeah. And someone in the audience said, sing it. Yeah. And I went, da 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 As a result, they all assumed that that was the true one. Yeah. It's like, well, everyone knows the Charlie and Lola thing. Anyway, great thing, Jim. Would that I had written it? But I didn't. I did win Mastermind. Of course you did. There's another really good heron over there. Okay. So, I've got questions for you. Just a few, but they're good ones, right? Yeah. Joanne. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Joanne asks, how would you define your oft-referred-to concept of leaning in? Leaning in. I think that's a great question because I feel like it's a really useful phrase. When, when you say it, yeah. I think, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but if you try and put it in words, it starts to become quite amorphous. I'm trying to think of uh, the concepts of when I've used that. Leaning into a race, leaning into training, leaning into... Yeah, I think my first thought is, and I don't know, we'd have to go through the records and see if we used it in a completely different context, but I think it's during a race, or they could be pretty much any distance. Yeah. And uh, it's a combination of time, commitment, and struggle. Yeah. So leaning in is where you think the most obvious one is you going sub three, yeah. simultaneously knowing you're going to do it and that that isn't going to be any fun. Yeah, yeah. He's That's a classic of, example of leaning in. Yeah, he's kind of, I think it's sort of 
fully embracing the difficulty of what you're engaged in. Yes. But and pro- and but, how but, much you're going to commit to it. But going for it anyway. Yes, exactly. Going for it you're leaning into the pain. You're leaning into the suffering. Leaning into the event. You're aware that this isn't going to be nice. Yeah, so on one but, day... But irregardless... We're leaning in. That's right. And on, yeah. on one day, <laughs> that not could really it. mean leaning in could mean you're about to do a strong finish. Yes. You know, you're about to change down yes. and sprint. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on another day, leaning in could just mean that you're just going to maintain this pace. Yeah, you're just going to do... For another five miles or another ten miles. You're just going another... to do, do your best with what you've got at that yeah. moment. So I think it's almost putting a little bookmark on the... It's something that your body's doing. Yeah. That you're, you mentally think, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know, and you, 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 you kind of look at all the yellow lights yeah, flashing it, on the console and you turn them all off and you just carry on. It's not particularly... It sounds like you're putting in loads of effort, and I suppose you are, but you're also accepting... Yeah, monitoring effort that's already it. gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be hard, but I accept it. Don't fight the fact that it's going to be hard. <laughs> I just thought of a gif. I just thought of a film scene to represent this metaphorically. Are you ready? Go on then. Luke, you switched off your targeting computer. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> We're leaning in. He's leaning in. He <laughs> let in. He sent those uh, two, uh, you know, um, things down the port and destroyed the Death Star. Yeah. It's not that hard as me. He used to <laughs> target one Pratt's in his T-16 back home. Not much bigger than two metres. I'm not sure I've entirely clearly explained this to Joanne. No. <laughs> but, 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 you, but you lent into the explanation. I lent into the blooming Thank metaphor. You. Sorry, mate. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Caught up with a rambler at the kissing oh, gate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, stop here. Easy, stop. Okay, so stop. we're in the middle of the Seven Sisters Road. Yeah. And we ran out in front of what was essentially a car chase car. Yeah. Big black European car. Right in the middle of some quite heavy traffic now. Seems to be stopping and turning right. It might be doing a U-turn to come back and shoot at us. Yeah. FSB! Here we go. So... It's quite feels like we're in And I think leaning in, in uh, running for time, I think leaning in is always present. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of... Uh, and it also... It's, it's good for Joe to call us on that, though, isn't it? Because it's quite nice to work out what you actually What we mean. actually mean. It's, fun. it's as much fun for us as it is, <laughs> hopefully, kind for of, the uh, called, called us on our... On our <laughs> as we wait across this road. Look at Ali Pally framed Here in the go. gate to the canal. Yeah, Got that's it. nice. And there goes Paul. But I think, yeah, it's, uh, and I think the, the last thing I'll say about it is that it's simultaneously, it's a very kind of zen thing. Because on the one hand, I think what you said is completely true. It's not so much about making a decision to, to, to go harder or to carry on. It's about recognizing that you're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and ignoring your own emotions and yes, or, or pain. Yeah, or absolutely. But absolutely. on the other hand, there is an element of surprise to it because I think it's, it's about when the reality of what you're attempting to achieve hits. Yes, yeah. You know, yeah. you think, I'll be able to do that. I've done the training. Yes, yeah, It's yeah. connected to that thing we always say about marathons is that they're hard. Yes. You know, and you can be really fit and really ready and totally achieve what you wanted to do and have it go exactly how pretty much you expected. You're still going to turn around and go, really whoa, this is really hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and leaning absolutely. in is basically carrying on at that point. Yeah, and every good race... Includes within it moments where it just feels like it's too much. Yeah, that's almost what a good race is, isn't it? It's yeah, that that's right. Of, that blend of really hard training with maximum commitment, and you know, the, the, it always ends in exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like that's yeah. a good day. Yeah, it's know? a relationship with the red. Uh, yeah. Now, exactly, that's such a thing for me these days, particularly as someone who has reconciled himself to not having a much of a gear change for the finish right is in marathons the last few marathons I've done and all the good marathons before that I feel so terrible right the moment they finished yeah and that's a good sign isn't it I think it probably is yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a sign that you've three look at this someone just uh, in between questions someone's done the grass on Beautiful. the other side of the canal, it's like... Yeah, really nice. It's like just laid it out, it's gorgeous. We're just coming up from Clisson Park to, to Finsbury Park. Very from nice. the lovely little bit of canal, which is actually beautiful, but also kind of forgotten. Nice. So the risk of uh, seeing quite terrible things up here is strong. Yeah, it can get a but bit... But today is lovely. Yeah, but today looks good. 
So we hope that answered your question, Joe. As yeah. opposed to, of course, leaning out, which is what you do out of a car window. And do let... Yeah, yeah that's dogs. Do, if, yeah. you, if you want to find out more about that, listen to the uh, Dogs and Cars podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> dogs drinking coffee <laughs> <in the> podcast. <laughs> it's, it's just lovely the way the wind goes in your ears. <laughs> you feel the wind in your mouth. You can taste the world. And then you see another dog doing the same thing. And you go... <laughs> 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 but that's leading out. Yeah, that's, that's not really a question for today. Joanne, do let us know whether that whether worked that helped at all. Or whether you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, David. Hello, David. Where in the world... This is a bit like another question we answered. It's a bit different. So we'll do it. Okay. Where in the world, where you haven't been already, would you love to go for a run? Mm. It's tricky, that one, isn't it? Because we haven't been there already. Yeah. I would like to... Uh, Go to Africa. Yeah. I've got friends who've been to... I had a farm in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've got friends who've... I sent the rains down in Africa. ...in training yeah. in Ethiopia. Yeah. And really enjoyed it. Some, uh, some club members from uh, Heathside. Yeah, yeah. And they try to get me out there. It's just trying to find the time to oh, go. But they go out like there for like idea. a week, ten days. Yeah. And, and we of course... I absolutely love it. So I would like to do that to feel I'm sort of... At somewhere in the home of distance running. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. really go for it. No, it's like when we ran with a, a Darren Ann Finn, yeah. who wrote Run Running with, the with Kings. Kenyans. And uh, that sounded amazing. Yeah. Although, when you said about running out there, I do remember his story, which erstwhile listeners will surely have noted because it was so telling. That the, one of the things that those runners that he was running with would do, would do is they just warm up yeah. by starting slow yeah, 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 and yeah. getting faster yes. over a really long run. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he'd set off with them and think, oh, this is good. Yeah. And then he warm up, oh, I feel great. Yeah, yeah. He'd get a bit faster and think, wow, I feel really good. And he think, oh, they're getting away from me a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, okay, they have on my own. They have totally gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. They start off super, super slow. Yeah. And then just get faster and, and faster. And I find that fascinating because yeah. it's all I can do to run at any different speeds, let yeah. alone one long sliding scale of speed. And they really work hard on on drills for running, sort of yeah. like sort of the strides of and up, loosening their upper body as well. Eight yeah. is loosening their upper body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just go, they just charge. Do you know what? I've like just this moment I come up with an answer to this question. Yeah. Actually. Which is int- which is good. Yeah. Because I think Almost like anyone, I first thought the idea of purity of running is uh, to get somewhere out in the open. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To run, I don't know, miles to a Swedish forest or a, down an American highway or to run the old marathon, you know, to run to the sea from Sparta or whatever the hell it oh, is. Oh, I missed it. Sorry, mate. Like, or maybe just to be on my own as Paul runs into Finsley Park and I get stuck behind a massive <laughs> line of traffic. <laughs> See you, mate. Oh, it's been fun. Take a while to reconvene. Rob missed it. Missed the window of opportunity. I can't. I could just carry on talking. So he won't hear. Then he won't He's understand what I'm talking about. Forced to use. Right, I'll go to the crossing. crossing. I press the button. Forced to press the blooming button. Shame. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. V. <laughs> It's Paul's birthday party. So, yeah, I just suddenly realised I had a little epiphany just then. Yeah. Which is that I like running in cities. Right, okay. I love nature. I want rivers. I want gradients. I want to see lots of sky and see lots of water. But there's something so wonderful about exploring a city, partly because it's an attention span thing. Right. You see so many different things. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And even though I've done the New York Marathon, God, I'd love to go for a run in New York and not be doing a marathon. Yeah. So yeah. jealous of you the other day. Yeah. I'd love to go for a run in Stockholm or Oslo because I've done that before. But right. equally, I went to Tallinn. Yeah. That was superb. Yeah. So really, any city, particularly a city with history, which is right. any city, right? Yeah. Because... In Oslo, I found the same thing I found in Manchester, Glasgow, Newcastle, which is that post-industry is where you find interesting routes. Right. Old railways, old towpaths, yeah. interesting buildings. But then also the history can be even, even older than that. You know, I ran around in Tallinn. I was running around the city, you know, like the Citadel right. and in Luxembourg. So somewhere else like that, I'd like to go for a run in Riga or San Francisco. Yes, or yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've actually run a bit around San Francisco. 
It is nice, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, for preference, somewhere that's got history and hills. Yeah. But really, I'm open-minded. I will find myself, to, to paraphrase Talking Heads, find a city, find myself a city to run in. Yeah. And for reference, somewhere quite north. Yeah. A nice clean air. Yeah, absolutely. So not too much heat and pollution. Helsinki. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Be Toronto, lovely. Vancouver. It is good to uh, explore areas, isn't it, when you run. You don't know where you're going. You just run out when you're on yeah, holiday. Yeah. Great work to explore the city, isn't it? One of the runs that I just uh, remember talking just then was when I went for a run in uh, Lausanne. Yeah. And we were staying. I didn't have a map or anything. And it was pretty cold. Right. I wore long sleeves, basically one layer and shorts. Yeah. And I thought, I'll run down to the lake, Lake Geneva, and run back up the hill. Yeah. Of course, the whole thing was on a much bigger scale than I thought. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I ran down to the water. Massive, isn't it's it? It's about four miles. Yeah. And I ran along for a bit. I thought, I'm find my way back up. And did that. And I was having a great time having a look at the city. I just realised I was terribly lost. <laughs> and it was the only thing I could do was just keep running. Yeah. You know, it was just the only, I'd have got cold. I'd have, I didn't have a phone. So yeah. I just had to keep running until I found a vague idea of where I was, which gradually turned into a, you know, and I actually got back. I thought, well, either I'm going to find where I'm staying or I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> either way, on we go. And that was early nice. on for me. I think, I don't know if I'd ever done a half marathon or a marathon at that point, but I ran about 10 miles. It is quite nice sometimes just to get lost when you're running. Yeah. Just running lost. Yeah, particularly for me, because I'm not that... I think that your natural runner status and doing it from youth, you've got a sense of that, whereas I'm very fussy, planner, yeah. Yeah. nappy. So, but I completely agree. But it needs to happen like that. It needs to be um, uh, sprung upon me. Organic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that was a good question. Yeah, it was. Great. And I really found that, yeah, what, the city thing, because it's funny how your first thought is always something like Osmotherly, you know, just to yes, be out yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. high tops, looking off into the distance. It's pretty boring, and it's boring. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, really good. I'm going to make a little stop. Yeah, cool. When yeah. we get to Vinci Park. Uh, beautiful. Toilets. Nice and hot. Yeah. In the okay. sun, kids playing basketball. So, um... See, let's get rid of this question really quickly. Go on then. Is there a trick to opening Starburst whilst running? You Ask Smurfy, yeah. who's been this opening is, them, then is, re-wrapping. That's a pretty good this trick. This is your department. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to know, Ruth, how that's working out for you, the opening them, re-wrapping. I've also considered opening them and then putting them in like a, you know, in a, a bigger package, like a little bit of cling film or something. Right. But ultimately, they're a massive pain. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I tried to open one at 20 miles on my last Yorkshire Marathon. And I tried for a while and uh, gave up. Yeah. Chucked it into a, a, a ditch. So apologies, Yorkshire, because I littered at that point. It's a real And I'll be honest, I haven't had a Starburst on a run since. It's actually quite a pain opening anything when you're running, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And Any eating kind of anything. Sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of has to be done, but at the same time, yeah. just a bit annoying. But I'd like to continue this conversation, yeah, Ruth, because I'd like to bring it back. We will do. I, want, I love the Starburst, because yeah. the reverse of that is I've had moments with Starburst where that, particularly I'm picturing a lime one or a black current one, yeah. you know, and maybe in 18 miles into a run. Yeah. Where even though my mouth is going, oh, it's like ash, ugh, the flavour. Yes. It's like, a, it's it's like, a, it's like an, a religious experience. Absolutely. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Finsbury Park in the summer. Isn't it beautiful? Very nice. Should we take a boat out or carry on? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to boating commentary. Um, Yes, that is that flavour surge, isn't it? In the middle, it's like it's like sort of remembrance of things past or something, isn't it? It's a real childhood kind of tang to it. Yeah, and it's so strong in your summer's day. It's like and and it taps into a deeper thing on a long run or in a marathon, where. um, you know, there's that whole layer of skin gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, layer of psychological skin. Yeah. Where not being able to open a sweet can make you want to go, ah, really I hate that. my life. <laughs> and the flavour of lime can make you go, oh my God, <laughs> I can see into Jesus's face. <laughs> and it also, it also <laughs> reminds you that at some oh. point you will eat again. Yeah. <laughs> you're so far from eating, aren't you, when you're running a marathon? You're Actually, so this, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to lift someone else's thing, but, you know, I've had such full-on daydreams about fizzy drinks, right. fizzy water, yeah. fizzy cider yeah. and lager, which, of course, if you actually had, you know, you'd get it in your mouth and go... And, uh, but when you're daydreaming about it, when you're running, like, oh, my word. Yeah. And uh, I've got no experience with the extreme ultras. But did you see Susie Jam was asking people about their hallucinations? hallucinations. Yes, uh, I don't know what you. responses she got. I don't know what she's reporting on. But her example was 81 miles into a 100-mile run. She saw, inverted commas, yeah. a load of picnic tables covered in glasses of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange invitation. Yeah. <laughs> relate to that. I think, think that, that what's the uh, dangerous uh, pixies with lanterns that are supposed to lead you into the bog? Is it right? Know, Willow the Wisp and uh, spooky things that uh, you know marsh gas could go on fire so you'd be walking on Dartmoor. Right. Think, oh good there's a light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you end up dying I in was the reading about an ultra runner the other week when Sophie Rayworth put something on Twitter about female ultra runners. And yeah. And how 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 good they are! The best female ultra runners are good. Mm. You know, regularly beat men in yeah, yeah, in fields and stuff. She was, and there was one one woman who uh, ran blind for the last twelve miles. <laughs> Just like what? what? What kind of level of mental strength are we dealing with? Yeah, that's right. Do you know what that is? That's leaning in. That is really leaning. That's leaning all the way in. Yeah. All the way in. Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna. I, I've um, I like that stopped question. having Starburst. Right. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna learn how to do it because they're lovely. Yeah. And they're vegan. Should we go that way and cross? Yeah. Let's go up the. Uh, yeah. We're just gonna come out of Frenzy Park now here, which is lovely. There's just a little bit of cloud cover now. Yeah. And it's actually gone to lunchtime. It's, it's very nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's really I think partly because it's slightly late in the summer, or maybe because the weather hasn't been great. It's like the weather's nice, but no one's, everyone's a bit blasé about it. Yeah. So the parks aren't ram jammed. No, it's not. No, no one's panicking. But um, yeah, so we will cut out here and take the Gillespie uh, nature walk down to Highbury Field and back. So, here we go. Go on. Christina, who I believe is uh, Norwegian, says, yeah. since Paul comes to Norway so often, yeah. when will we see him at Toyen Park Run in Oslo? Well, I'll have a look at that. Yeah. I didn't really know that existed until this very moment. And next time I'm in Oslo, if I'm there on a Saturday, I will be along. I know I'm there in November with Michael. There you go. With the old Macintosh. So the so short answer is November. Hopefully, yeah. If it, if yeah, it, if if it, it tells, it's absolutely, yeah. Have you run in Oslo before? That would be really good fun. Um, I've run... I've, no, I haven't run in Oslo before, no. Yeah. I've run a lot in Norway, though, which is amazing. In the, in the mountains by Bergen. Absolutely oh, God, fantastic yeah. runs there. Oh, that's superb. Yeah, it really What's is. What's the um, flight of stairs there? It's called the uh, Stoltenheim, I think. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. where me and Mickey D did that run. You know, it was supposed to be a recovery run after London Marathon. Yeah. But I was with Mickey D, so Mickey D it was one of the heavy, heavy runs of life. Yeah. And, uh, and the other thing on tour, you've really got to squeeze them in. So we, got, we needed to get back to the hotel in time to hotel breakfast before right. our car yeah. came takes to the airport. So here we are in Bergen at the actual crack of dawn. Yeah. And then we ran to that 
which is a kilometer uh, stone stair staircase. Yes, you're wow. straight up the side of the mountain, wow. and then you're running in the mountains just along oh, the trails. It's amazing. It's amazing oh. up there. Yeah, and we ran and we get to the top of the funicular railway. Yeah, which, as far as I can see, is normally absolutely bristling with tourists. Yeah, but we were on like the first run of the day, no one on it, and we saw dawn come over the mountain so the Amazing. sun peeling yeah. back across Bergen yeah, I yeah. love Bergen Bergen's a great yeah, city it's great, it's great to run in and you can feel really isolated like 15 minutes from Bergen can't you you can be up on your own out yes, there yes yeah Beautiful. yeah because it's a it's a port isn't it so yeah. once you get inland you're uh, yeah I'd love to go back to Bergen but I can't afford it yeah. ah! <laughs> thank you very much it's but also going back to Oslo Christina I wish I could tell you, oh, that is the smell of a rubbish lorry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. I could tell you that um, where I was when I did my run in Oslo. But it was absolutely fantastic. And it was a real moment. In fact, it's uh, in terms of our books about running. Yeah. If, uh, if my book about running ever comes to fruition, this is uh, one of the chapters. Um, because they're all that basically specific runs. Yes. Songs runs and music. those yeah. runs and yeah. moments in time, you know. But anyway, so here we go. I'm going to plot spoil that right go, now. Go on then. If you see blackberries, by the way, I want to get a photo. Okay. Okay, so I got to Oslo on this tour. Yeah. And uh, we had this irritating thing where we'd sat in uh, Trondheim. Yeah. Which is nice for like four days. Right. But we went to Reykjavik, Stockholm and Oslo and we each of them for about six hours. Right. Okay. Oh, God. So, yeah. uh, and when we got whistle, to... Whistle stop. Whistle stop. And when we got to Oslo, we had a couple of hours before the gig and then we were leaving, you know. And it was pouring as rain. And uh, you know me on tour. I don't know what my training schedule was, but I had to get a run in. Yeah. So the other comedians just went to their rooms, went to sleep. And I went, ooh. And I went out of the hotel, looked at the map, you know, talked to the person at reception. They gave me a bit of an idea where to go. And uh, I ran out of this hostel-type place and found a river. Yeah. It was just what we've just been talking about. It was a um, post-industrial river. There's all these old mills. Yeah. It was a bit like, if you can imagine, one of those really nice uh, towpath runs in Manchester. Yeah. Except, instead of a nice level canal... A thundering, terrifying mountain river right. coming down waterfalls and, and, wow. and man-made waterfalls. And just, I mean, solid, like, as wide yeah. as this railway, white water going... Wow. And I ran up this Racing. Yeah. and I followed it and it was, you know, there was paths all the way, but they kind of moved. It's all where the... Uh, you know where the industry used to be yeah. so suddenly you've got to go over a brand new millennium style bridge because there's this huge mill with the water coming past that and then you get to a real steep pull through a little park and so on and so on yeah. and I ran up this in the pouring rain and had that moment you always have when you go out for a run in the rain where after 20 minutes you think this is the best idea I've ever had <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. then I was on the way back down so I did whatever distance I was doing or, or I got to the point of the, where the path didn't go on yeah. and I got the turn I came back and uh, downhill all the way but like bumps and turns and you know yeah. and then uh, Josh Wink's high state of consciousness came on nice I'm nice. running down next to this this oh, thundering oh, oh, oh. light water yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah. so that's that's my that's running nice. Oslo. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's a nice gig in Oslo. I did it one weekend. I mean, I've toured there as well, but there's a gig in a place called Letter. You're right. And uh, I'll go there again. But no, um, it's nice, it is nice in Norway. It's been yeah. Eye-wateringly expensive. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it means yeah. you eat less. Yes. It's so traumatic. Get really fit. Yeah. <laughs> Four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars for. Yeah. yeah. For some caviar. For some. For the silt. <laughs> Well, the crowds are great. The, the, the audiences are lovely. Yeah, yeah. Although I had to change gear. The great thing about that gig in Letter was that it was all first gig I've ever done in another country that wasn't in English. Right. So when I came on stage, that was the first English of the evening. Oh, okay. And I misjudged it. I did. It was lucky because I did 
the Tuesday, and then me and Mickey D went to St- Stavanger and uh, Bergen, and then came back and did the weekend. Right. And on the Tuesday, I think I came on and kind of went. I was like, Come on, Rob, give us a minute to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> but then the weekend was lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also the weekend falls around the park run. So if you're listening, let comedy club. It always amazes me, me that. There are park runs everywhere. Like when I went to the States, yep. I've like Google park runs. There was one in uh, New Jersey, yep. but there's none actually in the middle of New York. It's obviously, I was chatting to the author there, and he was saying they, they have loads of like different events or sort yep. of happenings. People just meet at midnight and run all night or whatever. These kind of urban sort of random events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's crying out for the There's something run. really democratic, almost socialist about Parkrun as well, yeah. isn't there? It just probably has a bit of a whiff of un-Americanness to it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. You've got to be in the know to, uh, to be in a, in a club. But yeah. a Parkrun, you've just got to turn up. And also, yeah. kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you want to go and run 3.2 miles? It's, um, I think, millions of I'm American listeners saying, we, we have Parkruns, we love Parkruns. I'm just amazed. Shut I'm up. just amazed that it hasn't just stormed America I can yeah. only see it as a matter of time because he seems really into the idea while simultaneously seeming slightly threatened by, yeah. by its simplicity yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could work yeah um uh, Kirkwall, as I say, in Orkney, as a park run. Right. Couldn't do it. I was only there Monday to Thursday. But we actually accidentally had lunch exactly where it is. Right. And it's round and round a lake, which used to be the, the I can't remember what it's properly called, but it's some sort of like uh, North Scots for the Little Sea. Right. Which used to be bigger in Kirkwall. And you run around there. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do that one of these days. Absolutely, yeah. What other parkrun cities have you got? Have you got any? Have you done parkruns in other countries, other not cities? Really, not, not, not as yet, no. <laughs> not really abroad, no. We're going to collect them up. I'm coming up on. Uh, it's a shame I didn't You've do got any parkruns. Yeah, it's a shame I didn't do those ones in Edinburgh because I'm nearly on the old fifty. Right. I'm get, I'll tell you what I'll do when I get to fifty parkruns. I'm going to get the 50 Park t-shirt. t-shirt, and that will be yeah. the second best yeah. high-quality running top you can get. Currently available, even though we need some more merch, don't we? Yeah, yeah, but There's that's, a bit a, of a that's another story. Yeah. Um, okay, so see you in Oslo, Christina. Paul might be there in November. We'll keep you posted. Yes. Um, what's your favourite season to run in, and why? Says Adam. That is a tricky one. Especially with the weather at the moment, because it's all sort of thank you. It's all sort of melding into one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say probably realistically summer. You're not a fan of the summer. No, days, I'd go winter. But I like I like summer. Lazy summer runs. Lazy really. Sunday afternoon. Really I long. got no room to worry. Exactly. Yeah. Really long, slow runs in the sun. Yeah. Really sweating. Come back really burnt and thirsty. Like our um, long run in Oxfordshire last year. Yes. That was a moment in, in time. In trousers. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was the. Uh, oh no, that was right the stones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the uh, which we haven't done. We're not making any claims. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, we talked about such a moment in time because it was during the World Cup. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I like summer, spring. I, I, I quite like winter, but I can find those wet, windy days quite tricky. Yeah, winter. But you the like bad. you like the winter. Yeah, I mean the one, the run we come back to over and over again. I just think there's a real connection between the cold. I just run fast in the cold. Yeah. You know my. Uh, my body sets off quickly to get warm. And just stays there. And just carries on going that fast. Yeah. So it is a really, never mind leaning in, if I want to access pace without thinking about it too hard, yeah. then a nice crisp cold day will always do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, uh, and all the different conditions are great. Because, so, you know, a really bright cold day yeah. is a gift to anyone, let alone a brother. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, with nice light on a winter's day, that's lovely. Yeah, and I do my... Uh, Central heating system is good, so I don't have to... I think sometimes people find it massive faff. Right. Gloves and hats and all that stuff. I rarely need more than one more layer. Yeah. You know, sometimes our hands will get cold, but they'll be warm in the end. Yeah. And, you know, within, no, few, really, say the end, within sort of five minutes. It's nice to snuggle up in winter and, and really wrap up and go for a run. Well, here's, good, isn't it? I'm going to ask you a slightly different question. Go on, then. My brother asked me the other day, you've got a... Uh, 
four houses in four different places. Yeah. One for each season. Where do you live? So let's do that for runs, right? You're going to run in each season. Right. Where are you going to run for each season? Um... You go first, so I can understand the question. Okay, well, so it's, it's New Year's Day. Yeah. And the weather is absolutely horrific. Right. So I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to be in Cornwall, or the north coast of Scotland. All right. And I'm going to run along the cliffs. Nice. And just get my, you know, go to one of those places where the wind blows across your mouth and goes... Yes. And like, ah! So then spring's coming. I'm going to the seaside for the purest, most conceptual idea of summer. You right. know, like the Brighton half, right. which is freezing actually, but sunny. And yeah. you see the sea and think, oh, one day soon, we'll all be down there with sandcastles. And then, right, like it, yeah. And then, uh, awesome. summer, now it's summer. We're going to go somewhere wide and high. Right. Hopefully, if you get right up on top of, let's like, say, Osmotherly. Right. And there might be, even be a little breeze up there. But if there isn't, it's not too much gradient. We'll build up the sweat. Basically like the one we were just talking about in Tame. Yeah. But somewhere a bit more moorlandy, you know? Okay. Yeah. And then come the autumn, then we've got to get to a city with a really nice park. So that, I mean, maybe just Crystal Park. Yeah. Or Central Park. Yes. And see all the fall colours. Yeah, of course. Yeah, New England. Once can see the fall colours. New England in the fall. Yeah. Well, let's see. New Year's Day. I might... I might do it this year. I might run around Baggy Point in Devon, which is oh, something yeah. that you haven't really done yet, have you? In no, Croy, no. It's, you a, to do. it's actually a place my family used to go on holiday yeah. before I was born. Yeah, so we're always talking about it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful and it involves running sort of by the side of these cliffs. Really quite austere and, and challenging yeah, yeah. and lonely, but there's something about it that's so beautiful. Yes. Um, there's also a slight edge of danger. I mean, it's not, it's not dangerous, proper dangerous. One of those, if you fell over, you could go over the cliff. It's you know not what a mean? good it's one of those. to do with the two-year-old, is it? No, it's not. No. That's why my family always talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was not. PTSD. I yeah. took my brother up there. Right. And the weather came in. And so on. Yeah, are we going straight back or are we going to go around while we're here? We'll go straight back if you want. What do you reckon? Let's go around while we're here. Okay, go. just feels like we're missing out if we don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're talking, in, in, uh, strangely codedly, about Highbury Field, yes. which you just arrived at. Yeah, it's so quite, we'll just it's quite uh, that buggy point runs quite sort of com- existentially confrontational, which is quite nice on New Year's Day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That feeling of like, Ex- I'm, I'm going to take it on. <laughs> I think particularly for us, you know, as in recent episodes, yeah. we can say that, you know, I think existential confrontation yeah. is becoming part of our day-to-day life. So let's get we it on. We always feel like this. <laughs> this is a phase. We but know, no, New Year's Day. We'll always feel like yeah, this. New Year's Day is, uh, <laughs> is a good one to get a bit tough, isn't it's it? It's just like, as you two once saying, baggy point yeah. on New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spare us the cutter. Oh, no, it's that kind of bunny. And also, and, uh, I mean, for spring, I, I kind of have to say London Marathon. I always, I oh, always associate. Of course. I always associate spring with London. And it's always the first of the weather, isn't it? Yeah. Really, I mean, it was really hot last year, but often it's like you train all winter and then suddenly it's April. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It really is amazing, London Marathon in spring. Yeah. Um, summer? Summer. I'm not really going very far, but I like summer evenings. Track racing, oh, okay. if I can. Yeah, that's the season, I'm being isn't pretty it? unimaginative. No, it? no, it's, but it's, it's important. stuff that I've done and I like doing. And there are events as well. I didn't think of events. Yeah, I like... The London Marathon, the Golden Stag Mile. That's a Friday night in summer. Yeah, I like summer evenings. Short and sharp. On the track. Yeah. Your body nice and warm, that running faster than you normally would. Yeah. But not for too obviously long. slower than you'd want. <laughs> yeah. Well, always. But, uh, but a lot of good, good honest effort over a 5,000 or something. Yeah. And then the autumn, I always associate it. And we, again, very close to home, and we're very spoiled. Just that run round Highgate Woods. Yeah, of course. In the autumn, just the, just the, just so the lucky to the, have that run. And the, just I mean, any, that, anywhere an actual in the forest. Woods. I think of all the places. Well, actually, it's true of the sea as well. Just the other day when we were staying in Edinburgh, looking at the sea, it's one of those places where you think I could look at this view, and this wasn't a beautiful view. I'm right. talking about a glimpse of the sea, right? Just down the end of the road, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't ugly, but we're not talking a vista, you know. Right. And but every time I looked at that sea. It was different, like completely right. different. Yeah. Different story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the wood has that, The wood's it? like that, yes. It's yeah, totally. never the same twice. I mean, how yeah. many times have we been around there? Yeah. You know, a hundred easy. Yeah, it's constantly it's changing. it's never the same. Yeah. No, it's beautiful for that and reason. It's a really nice observation. Safer than actually running in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can take... 
the good thing about a good wood like Highgate as well is you can take a myriad of different routes around it and through it and yes. across it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really nice. And good parks are like that too, a good big park. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the different seasons. So thanks for answering all that question be, there. All from, to be embraced. From Rob, from Rob Deering. Good question there, Rob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do it. All right. Going right early. We're cheating on the Highway Field Park run. But luckily... We're not I'm doing it. Of course, I am. This rage is the problem. <laughs> All right. Right, we've only got a couple, uh, one more question, actually. So Go on, then. we're going to have to come up with things to talk about after this. We can do that. Are you going to be okay? I think we're going to be absolutely fine. <laughs> actually, I think, actually, before I even ask you, yeah. I think it would be interesting having talked about all this stuff to talk... Uh, in a philosophical way yeah. about our potential running calendar over the next kind of year or so. Yeah. Because I think now we're really warmed up. We can be really hippie-ish about it, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Latvia. Yeah, well. Oh. well we and also, this question, I don't know if it's going to take that long to deal with. It's from uh, Jason. Yeah. And he says, Jason. Is that a purple clacker or are you just pleased to see me? Right. <laughs> Actually, no, well, that's referring to, but thank you, Jess. <laughs> yeah, the year, the year in running. I know, there's more questions oh, here. Got go on, say the, oh, the year ahead. No, we'll get back to that, guys, because we've got to do these questions. Go I, was, on, I was entirely wrong. Just want to see. I was all, there's loads of questions. I was really taking my time. No Damn worries. it. Okay, let's go. It's okay. Uh, just not, no. Uh, 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 oh, oh, God. No. Oh, the questions. Oh, no. the questions. Okay. The questions. What's the best treat you can have after a long run? Asks Sue. Mm. Mm. I go really simple here. Yeah. Just a nice, like a massive cup of tea in the bath. Yeah. I don't bathe in the tea. I have a, I, I get me little, uh, I've got me little thing that I put that I put the tea and biscuits on. Yeah. So I don't have to get out of the bath. Very clever. They, they perch by the side of the bath. And how do you feel? And if I get a cook. No milk in the house. And a, a po- absolutely appalled, appalled and disgusted. Yeah, yeah. I had that only the other day. It's a perennial issue. But no, for me, just a cup of tea and a cake or a cup of tea and biscuits. Yeah, yeah. How about you? That's what I think of over the last few miles of my um, life. It's you know, it really is. It's really basic. It's really sugary. Yeah. And I do part of it is habit. You know, if I run more than ten miles, I am allowed a milkshake. Right. Okay. And the best one is a Cafe Nero soya chocolate milkshake. Absolutely delicious. Nice. And I feel justified. But also, in a very almost completely medicinal way, and you'll remember me doing this after the London Marathon. Yeah. Can of Coke. Right. Because I also get some sugar in. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. I'm very. Uh, even when I'm completely beaten down there. It's, I'm never hungry after a marathon. Right. My guts are too messed up. Right. And it reminds me of when I was in India and I had food poisoning. All I could do was drink fizzy pop and eat crisps. Right. You know, and that was just so I could get some salt and sugar. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah Because yeah. anything more complicated little, than little that. Little pretzely things. I, I, uh... Might as well eat rope and yank it through. Yeah, I, uh... What was I going to say? There? Yeah, I, well, that's one thing I like about training for marathons, actually, is, is having a, a really nice... Milkshake after your long run, yeah, or something like that. It's sort of really sugary and chocolatey. I think in terms of tips, in the fridge, a proper chocolatey milkshake after a long run yeah, yeah, should yeah. be part of your training. I think so. Yeah, I don't it's think people always mention that. No, I think uh, it's a real treat to look forward to. And it is that window of opportunity to just. If you're vegan, sink as some. I am, Rebel Milk has the one. Right, loads of good flavours. Yeah. They've got a coffee one, a chocolate one, a banana one. Milk spelt with a Y. Yeah, strongly recommended. Recommended so hard that I fully expect a case of those to arrive yes, on my doorstep. One Thank day you. soon. Thanks in advance, Rebel Milk. That is a great feeling, though, when you've done a, <laughs> when a, re- a real get a sponsorship lag. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. When you've done a really long, long run and you're sort of weaving unsteadily around your kitchen to the fridge to get a yeah. pre-prepared chocolate milkshake. Yeah, that's a real buzz, isn't it? The, um, well, you remember what I was like uh, in the hospitality place after. Uh, London this year I was in a bit of a state yeah. with you and Ed Gamble yes you guys had kept sort of turning to it and saying you're right and I'm like I don't know if I am <laughs> kind of clutching my head I don't know how I feel and the lady went and got me a cold can of coke and it was it's a spot oh my goodness just yeah. saved my life yeah um, what this is uh, this won't take us long because I think Mark's been quite grumpy here. Go on then. Why runners? I don't know. Why runners feel the need to run on the spot at lights, wear shorts and leggings, or carry water on a 5k? And I would say, 
It's their run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe those guys be. Yeah. I sometimes run on the spotlights. That's quite funny for that. <laughs> quite funny to get a question. So hostile to runners on a running uh, on a running podcast. Yeah. It's funny. I wore shorts. Sometimes wear shorts with uh, leggings. It is a, it is a bizarre one, isn't it? You know what part of it is? Yeah. Because leggings feel a bit too revealing. That's right. In, in and of themselves, so and I wear. Some sh- people feel that way about leggings. I mean, leggings. yeah. So I wear shorts above them so as to spare the world. Spare us the yeah. cutter. Yeah. Spare us the crackers. <laughs> Protuberance. Oh, don't say that. The, uh, <laughs> I just don't want to inflict that on anyone. Yeah. So yeah, I tend and to. And I tell you, if I'm on a run and I get to lights, I feel like I'm going to stiffen up and lose my rhythm. Yeah, so, so it, you bob your legs. It kind of makes sense, though, but it, it does look absurd. It is unnecessary, but yeah. if you want to, for goodness sake, go for it. And water on a 5k. Again, some people train for months to do a 5K. Yeah, yeah, And some other people at a 5K might be practicing using water for an ultra they're doing. Yeah, 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 there's loads of... So leave them be. There's loads of different reasons, but... (laughs) Don't don't be too grumpy, Mark, would be my tip. Go for a nice run. Cheer up, mate. There are as many different kinds of ways to run as there are runners. Absolutely, yeah. There'll be some people really annoying him in shorts and leggings, jogging at lights while sipping fun out of a out of a water. Yeah, although it's annoying, isn't it? It's annoying for everyone when a park run goes to a pelican crossing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to my perennial feeling on marathons that go through cities when I get to a red light. Yeah, it really hurts me to not stop. stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Craig. Hello, Craig. You're about to start turn right. Oh. You're about to start your next marathon. This is good. We get in the zone here. You're about to do what? You're about to start your next marathon. Yeah. But there's been a mix-up turning here. Yeah, right. Instead of water, <laughs> you're only allowed to drink alcoholic beverages <laughs> for the next 26 <laughs> miles. <laughs> what right. are you having? Well, this brings us back to the marathon du Madoc, isn't it? That we, yeah. that we didn't end up doing. There was nothing to do with Brexit, though. No, not much. But um, <laughs> it's a tricky one, that one. Uh, I think, actually, we would like to charge you to come to France. I only drink, um, in terms of booze, I only really drink wine and vodka and cranberry, none of which I think would be... Is, is there any kind of rehydrational properties to lager? I mean, <laughs> I, I, does it at all rehydrate you? I don't know, but I think, yeah, I, that, it's my first thought. You know, it's kind of, it certainly is a fake refreshing drink, isn't it? Right, yeah. So it's going to refresh your brain, even if it isn't refreshing your body. Right. I mean, I think unimaginatively, and also the real cheat would be if you allowed water at the same time. Yeah. So you definitely got hydrated. Yeah. Then you're drinking nice red wine. Yes. And I'm drinking San Miguel. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I assume it's just a question of like... I mean, if you drank wine at every water station, you'd be smashed and emotional by 18 miles. Oh, God, yeah. It would be absolute carnage. It'd be great. We yeah. should do this. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I really, on the one hand, I really do want to do one of these junk and runs one of these days. But on the other hand, if you're realistic about it, it's just not going to be any fun. No, it's not. It's no. a bit like drinking as a teenager. Yeah. You're going to be drinking as a kind of act of self-abuse, Yeah, essentially. Although I had uh, an act of self-abuse. Yeah, I had moments when I was uh, when I was really fit, just post London. Yeah, and occasionally I'd turn up to training at, at London Heathside, really quite hungover. Yeah, and I found I was more able to tolerate the pain of like long intervals. Yeah, I think hungover because running, I was hungover. I think hungover running is a good thing. Yeah, I, I know it's you know I wouldn't recommend it because that's just bad advice. But but, but it I helps. think your access is. It makes it easier to shut off your um, inner monologue, you know. In yeah. the same way that sometimes when you're really fit, runs can be really hard. Like that bleed, my um, canal cancer marathon. Yeah. My the voice in my head was just relaxed and well rested at all times. Yeah. And sometimes you just want the voice in your head to shut up. Yeah. And and a hangover will do that. I remember going having a really heavy night. I don't know if it was even drinking. I think I was just up all night shouting my lungs out at a music gig. Yeah. And I went to do my Saturday job. Right. And I thought this is going to be awful. Oh, it's Half five. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? All your higher functions just shuts down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, running, running as a cure for a hangover and just to get you through it can be amazing, can't it? Yeah. It can really hold you and just get you out in the country. And I say ultimately, though, Craig, it's a bit of an odd question. Do you, are you okay, hun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm projecting. Okay. When is. The book coming out. The book is coming out on February the 6th next I year. See. 
So that's that's easily. <laughs> that's exciting, isn't it? It is exciting. At six I'm, two twenty twenty. I'm at the caption stage of the photos. Great. Uh, I'm going to have another couple of weeks with the text in October, just to just for a final run through it. Run, run through run it. Run through it. A little, yeah. little jog, a little canter through the pros. And, uh, and you will see what happens. I'm looking forward to it coming out. Yeah, it should be nice. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, really that exciting. was from Anita. And she also says, Rob, any chance of you bringing out a vegan cookbook for runners? Rob. Now, I feel, I think the short answer to that is no. Right. Because I'd feel, I'd have bad imposter syndrome there. Right. Uh, and maybe uh, if you know, it was a, I've got the expertise. Yeah, maybe if I was a, I would do it in conjunction with a... A, chef. a vegan chef, or right. a vegan, you know, or someone who would be writing a vegan. Like our friend Anita Bean for, 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 would be good. Maybe that was Anita who asked. Yeah, maybe. Is it you, Anita? Anyway, although she would, that'd be weird then because she should do it herself. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but on the other hand, it's a fair question because I find it interesting. I know what would be in my pamphlet of vegan running food, yeah. and also the book doesn't exist. I've been in the bookshop looking for this book. Yeah, and uh, there's. It's two kinds of vegan cookbooks. Well, it's three, actually. There's vegan cookbooks, which are basically like cookbooks. Right. You know, so it's like your, your Indian cookery book and then a vegan Indian cookery book. Right. Yeah, and then you've got ones which are so healthy, you kind of look at it and think, this is a book for people who want to eat very small meals. Right. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't seem any fun, and it certainly doesn't seem hearty. Right. And then these days, Hipster 2019... Is and almost a counterpoint to that last type of book is the preposterously masculine vegan book. Right. I'm a vegan man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweary, tattooed, yeah. and vegan. Right. Because just because I got a penis doesn't mean I can't be a vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of books like that. Yeah, it's that kind of food as identity, isn't it? It's exactly. a real identity marker. That's it? right. Because because this is a wider, more interesting thing, is that recipe books are aspirational. Yeah. So you think about all the recipe books we own. How many times do you open them up and cook something? Not often. Right. You know, it's just a way of finding out who you are. Really. Yeah, they're like lifestyle books, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but and then you've got the, the kind of Scott Jurek thing, which he'll, put, he'll throw a few recipes in. Yeah. In the middle of a very inspiring book. Yeah. That's right. There might be a gap there. And that is because it is like a language, isn't it? It's like songs or poems. Mm. A good recipe is a, is a wonderful thing. I mean, I don't mind that aspirational thing. Yeah. You know, you should be able... We've got one about... I think it's called a Malfi. And it's a recipe book, but you just open it and look at the photos and imagine you're eating yes, cheesy meals they describe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, when can we have some running playlists curated by each of you? Asked Mo. Ooh. I would say that you can get mine straight away. You're the big curator. They're on Spotify, so yeah. look for me. And then particularly look for... Best of RDIRM, which is Rob Deering's Infinite Running Music. And there's several playlists that say Best of RDIRM. Right. And they're different ones. There's like one with bass and one that will give you the story of the run. And one with kind of counterintuitive songs. And one with really literal songs. If you look on my website, there's blogs about them and everything. Nice. So go for it, Mo. And yeah. as for a playlist from you for running, when's that going to happen? Is it going to happen on the 12th? Probably not for a while. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't listen to music when running, but I'm sure I would, I would enjoy it. Yeah. Just something I've never, never really got round, but you'll realise by my enthusiastic participation in the 24-mile point of London Marathon. Yeah. I am of that spirit. You see how it would work. Yeah. But yeah, we're at the other, we're two ends of the spectrum there, Mo. You can go and get mine today and don't hold your breath for pause. Yeah. But good luck with it. Thanks for asking. Whoa, he's gone that way. That was exciting. We've just returned to Newington Green. It's just beautiful. It's nice to answer people's questions a bit, isn't it? It's lovely. This question thing, by the way, has been so lovely for us. We'll do it again. We're not going to do it again straight away. We'll follow that seasonal vibe. Yeah. And we'll do this again around the end of the year. Yeah, it's nice to... Uh, Have we got any more left? Nice to spread out. Quick who on. decides the routes and who dictates the pace? Well, the pace... Naturally settles in, doesn't it? Yes. The pace is... I mean, it really... We have a mutual pace. And it's generally the same, isn't it? Yeah, it's about... And, and it is, it has to be said, probably about nine and a half minute miles, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's pretty slow and chatty. Tens if it's hilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really it's nice. It's really, but really But we fall into doable. it. There's no... We're not following... Neither of us is following the other. It just no. sits. And, uh, and we routes. tend... Routes are decided fairly last minute, aren't they? According yeah. to how we're feeling. Yes. And can vastly... Uh, 
can change very quickly. We keep it loose. Yeah. And we'll, we'll often have a plan and then abandon it as we run away. Yeah. We do try also to go to all different places, but we're aware that we're, so our listeners will be very familiar with our all the runs from our houses. But then yeah. we, on the other hand, I think we're very lucky because certainly, particularly between our two bases, we have access to loads of really nice running around. Yeah. So really, loads it doesn't matter. If we run somewhere rubbish, we've made a bad decision because yeah. it's all good. So it's very mutual and not much thought goes into it. And there was that question as well about whether we run in the same formation. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't, although I often find that I do often gravitate to your right-hand side. Oh, okay. Do you think? Maybe that's true. I don't know, though. I don't know. It's certainly not something... If you see one of those pictures where I'm out in front, (laughs) it's because I've gone in out in front to take a photo. (laughs) You can't do a selfie from the back. Um, Did I say who asked that one? That was uh, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Oh, this one. Next, what was a typical week of trying training like for Paul? And put up to his sub three, and would he consider going for it again? Right. Well, do we have to read the book for the. I don't know week? whether I would consider going, going going for it again, only because I don't know whether I could do it. But it was basically every week between forty and fifty miles a week. Yep. Two or three quality sessions a week. One long run. It's running quality street. Si- yeah, just have yeah. the or the green triangles. Running six times a week at least. Yeah. Uh, loads of park runs. Just loads and loads and loads of running. Yeah. Sometimes because of the the way the weeks went, I'd do a long run on a Saturday and Sunday in the same week. Yeah. I quite got into that. I did one week. It was 86 miles that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which felt great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was fitter than I've ever been. Yeah, I mean, I think that glorious. you were attuned to the concept then. <laughs> yeah. Is that it's going out for a run again when you've done a long training run, which really you've got to be at, at a point to do. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's basically you're training for running when you're really tired from running. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. From running from dozens of miles. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then still being able to you're run. Training a, your run body strong. to run really fast when you're really tired. So you've got to do a lot of that in training. Yeah. How far do you think we've run just then? I would say maybe about four, five. Oh, did we really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice at run. Thanks for your questions. I'm aware that we're well down. On, on doing the PBs. We've got to do that the next time we meet. Yeah, We've it, got to listen to PBs. You're still sending some thank you. We will get those yeah, and, and celebrate your achievements. And, and just in the interim, we would just like to say to everyone who has sent us a PB, <laughs> well yeah. done, well done. And we hope to join you at some stage in the future. Yeah. What about these last, how many PBs. questions have we got left here? They, there's still another 36. Okay, we'll do them another yeah, day, yeah. shall we? <laughs> yeah. I'll make a little note. I'll make, if you can remember a question you asked and we haven't answered it yet, apologies. But all the questions you've had, thank you so thank much. Thank you very much for that. It's That's a wonderful great. thing to do. And it's the... we gets us thinking a little bit. In the wider well. scheme of things, we cherish the dialogue. So yeah, do t- keep talking to us. Yeah. Oh, this is, I must, I'm going to ask oh. you this before we start. Oh, Paul, here's a question. Because, yeah. um, uh, Paul, I don't know, are you on Instagram? A little bit. I don't know if you yeah. see Instagram very often. Yeah. Someone said, is there a good place for physiotherapy in Crouch End? Here she is now. <laughs> uh, I'll have to sort that out. I don't actually know because I go to... Well, there is. Yeah, the, the, the bloke who sorted up my leg was great, my, my foot, but he's not, that's not really physiotherapy as such. He's very highly specialised. Right. Um, if you want a bloke for feet, Andrew Croysdale is your man. Okay. Uh, but in terms of physiotherapy, I haven't got anyone as yet, no. I keep yeah. referring to old Melissa. Yeah, she's Melissa Chan, we recommend. Yeah. Uh, but she, she's, she's sure. more in town, isn't she? She's in town, but she's not far from Crouch and yeah, she's no, really no. good. She's so absolutely fantastic. Go for yeah. Melissa Trans is our first position. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to make a joke about getting massaged up the Crouch End. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> massage at my end whilst crouching. <laughs> oh, spell it out. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.